Franz Kafka, Sigmund Freud, Gertrude Stein. These are geniuses whose contributions to the English-speaking world were so singular as to make their names part of the English language as descriptors for a particular perspective. Kafkaesque, Freudian, Steinese. There are others whose influence is more, shall we say, localized. But that should in no way detract from the uniqueness of their vision. Indeed, here at Full Cast and Crew, it's that sort of hyper-specific, pointedly particular, rarefied to the point of being nigh-incomprehensible point of view of interest to at most two or three people on a good day that we gravitate. So to that list of word names we add today, comprehensive. What does that word mean? My friends, that is what we're going to attempt to find out. I love it. Chris, that was brilliant. Uh, that serves as a form of an introduction to the guest joining us today. His second appearance on the pod, although your first one was rather impromptu. Yes. And you just showed up while we were recording. But we're joined today by our very good friend and colleague of many years, Paul Kopp. Thank you guys for having me. Did I pronounce Thanks. your name correctly? Uh, you did. Kopp. It's, it's, Kopp. I would say in my Northeast Kopp. accent, Paul Kopp. Paul Kopp. Yeah. But apparently it's Kopp. Well, it's in you've Rhode, been, you've Rhode been, Island, it's cop. You've been particular about this in the past. Yeah, but I'm not anymore. Cop. No, no. We give it up. Cop or cop. Paul like, cop. The, like the American people. It's like, uh-uh. Yeah. Paul cop. What did you call it? Comprehensive. Yeah. Comprehensive. Co- so that makes... The reason Paul is joining us today is a little bit esoteric, and I'm going to do my best to try and explain to the listeners what we're going to talk about today, because while we are going to talk about a, a specific film, in a way, for many years... In the last 10 or 12 years, Paul has specifically referenced time and time again a certain type of movie that he's interested in. He'll come in and he'll say, I watched this movie and it's not a good movie. And I'll say, well, are you watching it ironically? And he'll say, no, because it's not poorly made. It's not unintentionally funny. It's just there's something that's not present in it that would be present in the great movies. And for years, I've never been able to pin down exactly what is he responding to? And he's never quite been able to describe it. Just a few days ago, Paul came into the office and he said, "Okay, I watched a movie last night. I think this might be the one. You should watch this movie. I think it will explain to you what I've been talking about all these years. So I said to Chris, maybe this is the chance. We have to wrestle this bear down to the ground at some point. So, Paul, perhaps you can explain what it is that you appreciate about a certain I don't know if it's a genre. Is it a subgenre? It's it's extremely specific to you. And the film that we're going to talk about today, Time Trap, which no one will have heard of. No, not, not necessarily true. Not necessarily <laughs> well, true. I mean, not, you found it. It was I mean, in my top selections on Netflix. Actually, suggestions. a lot of the science fiction community does seem to have embraced the film. And the independent film community, the director has won some awards in the past. Well, and, you know, when you say won some awards, I mean, are you falling prey to the little stamps they put on the trailers? Like, No, I mean, you I know, read about it. And East you know, Lansing Film with, Festival. He didn't make it with his choice stuff in his pocket. I mean, he had to raise money from something. Okay. And those yeah. people had to have been impressed by something. That's right. all that. That's the only reason why I mentioned the, you know, yeah, not saying sure. that it's yeah. great, but. Yeah. So, Paul. Two directors, I think. If right? you Maybe. can, yeah. Paul loves a lot of great things. Then he also loves things that are unintentionally funny. I know him to love and appreciate a wide variety of things. And the reason I've always been fascinated by what this is, I'm hoping today that when we conclude this taping, We'll be able to say this is what this is. We are not leaving mm-hmm. until we have no. unraveled. And I don't know that we completely. will. Mm-hmm. So, and Paul, can you give voice to what this is that you appreciate about films of this sort? Yes, I will try. I don't think there will ever be a definitive answer, though. Just Wait, for, you're start us out. I literally just, just in case you're listening and hoping it's going somewhere. <laughs> in case you're hoping to spend your time in a worthwhile way. 
I mean, let me assure you, it'll be a complete waste of time. No Spoiler for the end of this episode. I have one sentence. It's nothing really special or specific about this movie. It's kind of like Bigfoot. You know, you'll get a hint of it, but you'll never finally you'll never get the quite grasp it. Okay, right. We'll try. Uh, Okay, I also want to say there's a caveat is that historically I've been accused of liking things too easily. Movies in particular. Like, yeah, but that's I mean, not a bad quality. No, no, it's yeah, not a bad, it's it's a good not a bad quality. But when I recommend films, eventually they started to go, okay, okay, sure. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I, to, I don't think, I, I think when Paul comes in and he goes, hey, have you seen this? And he has a certain look in his eye. And it's kind of, there's like a big emotion behind it. And you're like, no, I haven't. He's like. You should see it. Yeah. <laughs> you, you should just see it. Not knowing Paul, seeing that reaction, I'd be like, so is he saying you should see it because it's that's weird and strange? Yeah. Or is it like that's actual, like, I'm saying. trying to hold back and want to play cool? I don't know. Because it. I don't, you know, if you build something up too much, you ruin it. But if you also, whatever. I like to, you know, I just want, I'm anxious to discuss movies with people sure. when I'm excited about them, but I don't want to hint to them. But this is different. This, this is, is different. This okay. is not a movie that you saw in a theater and you're right. like, hey, you should see right. it. Like, well, that's I, a good, that, that's, okay. a, that's a separate thing. Yeah. And that's actually a good thing. I just re- I've been thinking about this a lot, obviously, since we spoke about this ti- about time traffic in the last couple of days. <laughs> well, one of the things these are not movies that I would actually go to a theater to see. That's okay. important. This is a preference born of the Netflix sure. streaming, streaming era. era. Okay, specifically streaming. I wouldn't even get a DVD from Blockbuster in the Blockbuster <laughs> days. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> you could do. That, I wouldn't yes. do that effort either. So okay. I think breaking it down. I think b- the basic elements of these movies are they're easy mm-hmm. on you. They're not complex. They don't require a lot of mental effort. Okay. You know, that's a big thing for me because oftentimes when I'm watching these. You're doing something else. No, no, no. I'm not doing something else. I can't really do that. But I'm, it's after maybe a long day or sure. a day at work. Finally put the kids to bed. It's like 10, 10, 30. I'm like, ah, let me just see what's going on. Yeah. It's not like you want to jump into Apocalypse Now, the final cut. Or like, and there are numerous movies, numerous Academy Award winning or like critically yeah. acclaimed. acclaimed films on my queue that I haven't seen. Yeah. And when I get the opportunity to actually watch something, I always have the same feeling about them is that I just don't have the energy <laughs> for something good that right filmmakers? now. It's yeah, such a good point, It's though. such a shame. Absolutely. It's a totally good point. It's this is sh- why you've all had this experience. I'm sure you people listening have this experience. Five nights a week, I think I'm going to sit down and watch something. And what I do is spend an hour and a half clipping through an Amazon like queue yeah. and looking at and viewers also watched. Yeah. And I go down these things and yeah. I never end up settling on any one thing it's because so, yeah. I'm like, oh, God, who has two hours? Yeah, so so right. I think this is an important distinction that yeah. these are films that somehow you came across during that moment and you decided to give one a shot. Now, was it like a self-fulfilling prophecy and that once you watched one, I can't imagine how you would find movies that fit the bill, which you haven't yet described what the bill is, but is it that these streamers then populate your queue with other films that somehow fit this bill? Yeah, to some degree. Although I have to say they're not as easy to find these days because there's, uh, because I look for them frequently (laughs) and it's like, there's a definite thriller kind of aspect. I'm really into thrillers. There's a thriller kind of aspect. Okay. There's a, like, I'm going to get very esoteric. There's a comfort I feel when watching them, embraced by the story Mm -hmm. and the way they're telling it. So story is actually pretty important and Mm -hmm. simplicity of story. And I'm not challenged. (laughs) You know what I mean? I'm not like, I'm not like. This is like idiocracy. I'm not emotionally challenged. (laughs) I'm not going to cry like I did. Like You don't want to have any feels. The only feels I have are like, ooh, yeah, Ooh, pretty stuff close to the surface, like sure. pretty visceral, sure. like very surface, or like, like surface. And if your skin with a pin, yes, yeah. as but opposed to stabbing yourself in the with head. a knife. Yes, yes. but yeah. I have to say there are some b- very basic storytelling elements okay. that have to be there because I have watched some films 
that have promised this. And by the end of an hour and a half, you didn't just, get what you want. Okay, tell me, what are the elements? Like a sort of interesting story. Like I happen to be very partial to time travel. I find time travel fascinating. <laughs> and I love the like gy- the gymnastics that they go through yeah. to either justify or completely ignore right. the complete <laughs> yeah. paradox okay. that time travel involves. So is time travel a frequent theme in the films that you end up watching? Uh, not necessarily, but I will say that if time travel is involved, in. it's like That's a plus. 90% there. And you've yeah. seen Primer. We talked about this. Yes, yeah. yes. And that is actually, that is a brilliant movie. That's like on the hot, that's a good movie. Yeah, that's a that's good movie. That's a well-made. not what we're talking about. No, 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 no. It's not. Yes. But okay. it's not completely out of the realm because it's low budget. It's pretty simply acted. It's not about the acting. That right. is almost 100% about the story yes. and the concept. Yes. It does make you think about yes. the complexities of time and uh, time travel and existence and all that sure. So, uh, so that would be on the very high end. That would be like the king of of a much mm-hmm. lower uh, right, right. Whereas time like, time trap is now. How do you maybe recognize right. one of these movies when it's fed to you in your queue? I don't. So uh, it, it's a risk that I take. Definitely, like apocalyptic ones are very simple too. There's like a sort of uh, as long as there's no like kids involved and kids being harmed. Mm-hmm. I like enjoy watching those. So there's a thriller aspect that gets my kind of heart racing. It's simple. It's kind of fed to no you. No stars. I don't like the stars. I'm not to ask because that also seems like just from the way you've talked about it. I think that's part of the comfort. It's like a compression. It's not stars, but it's mm-hmm. also not bad actors. Mm-hmm. And it's not. Well, well, no, no, I no, mean, no, it's no, a no. risky run. You don't look no, for no, bad no. actors. It's, it's not, not bad. It like, like to room. Bad right. actors. OK. Like it's not actors that take you out of it. Okay, well, and we'll, get, not, into we'll, we'll get into that when we talk right, about we'll time travel. But like, for instance, but yeah, there's a base level of competence. Right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. there's definitely, like, eye lines have to be correct. You know what I mean? Technically, you have to be proficient. The lighting has to be good. It can't be like that studio lighting where someone doesn't know what they're doing. Oh, and they're, yes. You know what I mean? Yes. And if I'll reference again, like, The Room. Or there are many other films, actually, that the lighting well, is horrible. You so, sure. The, the Room is a movie we love to watch because you stand agog at the sheer right. audacity mingled with the sheer incompetence. And it's one man's hubris and ego writ large on the screen. I think the no stars, Chris, you had just hit on, I think that's a key component I realize now. That's not to say that in some of the movies that Paul will watch, there aren't stars maybe on the downside of their uh-huh. career that might appear in a movie like this. Sometimes at that point of the evening when you're watching this, a star who's in a lower budget movie or a not so good movie, like Paul's such a sensitively tuned instrument that could bum him out. If he saw like Randy Quaid appearing in Time Trap, he'd be like, oh my God, Randy Quaid was so great. What happened to him? He went crazy. Yeah, yeah. And then he does political sad, stuff. He doesn't story. want to go down that. Yeah, yeah. Right. So when you watch Time Trap, there's literally none of that. Except for- There's the, a Wilson brother. But like a Wilson- no, That's the other Wilson. But there's a Wilson brother you're kind of happy to see working. Yeah. Is that a key component? I think that is a key component. And also it doesn't take me out of it. Like I want to believe right. the story. So there's also a two level thing going at this time. Sometimes there's also the, there's the movie story that I'm watching. Mm-hmm. And it, but if it rides that, that level of like just shy of not being watchable, mm-hmm. I also enjoy simultaneously going through my head. What are they thinking as yeah. they make this movie? Like, are they thinking that this is better than it is? Mm-hmm. Are they thinking they're doing a good job? Are they bummed out right now? What are the, like, like at what what level is everyone? So there's this right. dual yes. thing going on too, which I very much enjoy. And I'm not judging it. I'm just like parsing it a little bit, unconsciously saying like, what was the process here? Yeah. What's the and I thinking? think part of the lack of uh, recognizable names, either as the writers or directors or the actors, is you can kind of wonder about that because you have no template yeah. going in of thinking like, oh, this is a, a John Dahl movie. So you kind of know a little bit of what the sure. feel is going right. to be. Right. Or a certain actor, you think like, oh, you know what? I know this guy. He probably yeah. could work probably 
probably improvised that line and wouldn't yes. let them cut it. Whereas here, because you don't know the people, you don't know anything involved in it, so you can disappear into the story. Of course, then there has to be a certain level of competence, because if it's not, then you start worrying about, like, how the fuck did this happen? Mm-hmm. You can also watch them in increments. Like, I've watched movies, like, <laughs> over a full-on week. Right. And, and it doesn't make a difference. Because <laughs> a 90-minute no, thriller becomes a full week of watching. Yeah, because there's no emotional journey. So mm-hmm. you're not, like, interrupting your journey to sleep and work the next day. You're like, you yeah. can pick right up and go. And you're, They're very in-the-moment films. You can you almost start anywhere. And continue. It's almost like the streamable version of like Crack? Sunday afternoon movie that we used to watch before sure. there was like sure. Sure. more than four channels. It was like it was just on. You're like, oh, cool. I'll just yeah. watch this. So it's a very comforting, easy, non-intellectual thing that I can watch and enjoy, but it doesn't ask anything of me. That's as good and succinct a description as you've ever been able to offer. This was the first one of these that I watched on your recommendation. And I think watching the film and hearing you now talk about it, I too had much of that same experience in that I sit down to watch this movie and I'm like, this is going to be a bad movie. I'm going to watch a poorly executed science fiction film. (laughs) And and it starts out and I'm with it largely at the beginning because of the charm of Andrew Wilson, who's the third Wilson brother. Who Um, sounds just like Owen too. I like him. I like his look. I've liked him in movies. I'm with it. And Paul described it the other day as saying, when the other actors come in, everyone's like a little too good looking. And it's true in that if you're in the business, I think what I started thinking about was I'm in a tier of Hollywood now that I know exists and is like a pretty big ecosystem unto itself. And it is definitely not the star ecosystem. It's also not the lowest rung of wannabes. Everyone has some other credits, but they're also not working actors per se. They're kind of occupying a different space for the moment. I would say that actually these are working actors that are kind of still in the, like this is not network television, but all of them have network television credits. Yeah. You know, they're good. There are some moments. There are some real moments. There are some not great moments, but the there guy's are some not yes, there's no the lead guy's not good looking fellow though. He's a good looking <laughs> fellow. Yeah, looks like Taylor yeah. Lautner. And yeah. All I was gonna say is that it's another side of the ecosystem of this is almost like the tryouts because every now and again a movie of this ilk breaks through. Right. Primer is a, yeah. an example, or Pulp Fiction, which we talked about but on those are the side. Auteur movies. In these, retrospect, these are decidedly not. But I think these directors are hoping to make that jump and be looked at as. I'm sure they are. Is that, that's what I'm There's getting. There's a lot at. of hope. It's that ecosystem of people who are like, "This is my thing that's going to break me through to the next level." Right. And the, the great right. thing about Time Trap is it's so very nearly the thing it wants to be, and yet that's what one of the more fast. That's why I'm this so would be in on yeah, the story yeah, yeah, yeah. as presented to me. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, please make something amazingly cool out of this. It, this one, more than almost every single other one, rides this line of like, for a while, like in the beginning, you're like, cool you idea, can, man. Sometimes, sometimes you can tell right away, oh man, this is a bad movie. This is like very, uh, I, I don't know what, what. Amateurish? It's not just amateurish, but it's almost like uh, cliche. It's just like someone trying to imitate something. Yeah. But this mm-hmm. has some shots where you're like, oh, that was that's an interesting art. shot. Yeah. These are some relatively interesting lines and the acting seems relatively convincing but then it suddenly goes into let's play the trailer so that the listeners have some idea of what we're talking about because now i think we're gonna get into the specifics of time trap as a movie so time trap you have i think he's an archaeology professor at a local college and he is searching for a lost vw bus of some hippies who turn out to be his parents Sorry, spoiler, spoiler alert <laughs> for Time Trap. Oh, yeah, honestly. Like, I didn't even but it doesn't matter. Out. I don't think we're spoiling guess, anything maybe. here. I think you still watch He's it. He's searching for them. He goes missing. The students go into the cave system to look for Hopper, and they encounter something. Hello? 
feel it. And I think we're living in a time where people are getting so good at making trailers that feel big and good, like the tropes and the music and the editing and the style. You can make anything feel like an epic film. But here's what's funny about that. I think that trailer is inferior to the film because when you look at that trailer, you realize there are no real intimate shots in this movie. There's a lot of mm. wide shots. And when you see the wide shots in the trailer, yeah. it takes you out of the trailer. It's too wide. I said, no, I don't want to get too technical, but it's like interesting depth of focus. It's close up. It's intimate. There's like emotion on the face. And then you've got all these wide shots that feel like they've been done in the studio and you can feel mm -hmm. the production on it. Even like to the degree that when one of the women falls down, they cut out way before you should because there's no good landing. Yes. Sure. You know what well, I mean? they do that in the movie too. Yes. It's not filled with amazing moments. This is a movie that's greater than the sum of its parts, if that's the right thing. Yes, I think I agree. I mean, well, because it gets by. <laughs> in as much as it gets by, it gets by on pluck. You can tell everybody's excited to be doing it. Well, it's also oddly unpredictable. Sort of, yeah. Well, oddly, well, I'll tell you. Who could have imagined? But well, to talk what, about the very last scene. Well, what to you say is unpredictable. It could also be less charitably termed as a lack of ability to deliver a story. Nah. Well, I mean, what I like disliked about the trailer had more to do with the way that it was cut because it looked like literally any other trailer for any other movie. Right, and but that's I what I think is a, is a bigger thing. Is that but that's a success for this movie. But I, I guess I don't to think make you so. feel that you're going to actually watch a cohesive movie. Well, it, it is, is cohesive. It is cohesive. I mean, that's the it's problem. cohesive. Oh, the, the problem movie? is this the logic is of generic. The, well, the logic of the movie is there cohesive. Are some, there are some gaping holes. <laughs> <laughs> this is the problem with time travel is like, I think we all agree, if you're going to do time travel, I'm not like one of those people who, you know, there are people who have taken primer and created <laughs> incredibly detailed graphic representations of how the yeah. time travel actually makes sense within the construct of the movie. Yeah. I'm not, I don't need that. I need more than I got here in terms of the mechanics of what's going on. So for the listeners, when they get into the cave, there's a strange light force that begins to happen at the mouth of the cave. And eventually, I think we as viewers, I think you kind of get it within the first few seconds that like time is passing. That's what the people in the cave are spending about 45 minutes trying to figure out. Well, but to their credit, if you went into a cave... It would take you longer than 45 minutes to figure out that, like, <laughs> eons are passing by above. You wouldn't make the leap so easily. So so. Part of, you know, I don't want to uh, go out on an intellectual limb, but, you know, I don't believe time travel can happen. So if what? I were if I were faced with evidence of, like, something strange, it would take so many other things to be eliminated before I finally came to that being a possibility. Right. So, that is, so some of those things I don't mind. One of the things that I think is, and this is probably why time travel is such a well-worn device, the first time Hopper goes into the cave, he's... <laughs> He 
see this he sees cowboy, an old cowboy yeah. standing yeah. Like, still. But he doesn't say anything to him. Excuse me, sir. He can't because the time difference. And this was the kind of the, the cool <laughs> thing. Because the time wall, his voice never reached the cowboy. Oh, okay. Because the cowboy was... Standing Almost still. Almost 100 years behind him. Yeah, or right. Yeah, yeah. But, and that's what I say. Like, it's such an easy, because it's like, okay, cowboy, just stand here. Yeah. That demonstrates this difference in time. Like, one person's moving, like, what the what? Sure. And yeah. the person standing there, like, it's such an easy thing to demonstrate in a way that, like, lasers and space travel can be harder to, effects-wise. Right. Also, I think, a, a pretty interesting thing. At the time, while they mentioned, a couple people mentioned, so they were very proud of themselves, like, moisture at the edge of it. Yeah. yeah. I guess the yeah. Yeah. water moves different. Like, all of that makes oh, that's sense. True, yeah. That seems like good little details that shows that they thought about it mm-hmm. and took advantage of, like I said, it's easy to show days moving by by right. having a light strobe right. or somebody moving slowly means that they're moving at a different rate. It's fair to say to me, this is essentially a poor man's annihilation. The Alex Garland film also of 2018 starred Natalie Portman based on a really good trilogy of books. That movie has a very complicated thing about like what's going on, which the trio of novels isn't ever really explained to us as the reader. But the movie does do a good job of capturing the unknown essence of it while still giving you the same mysterious entity in a cave that has some sort of presence and ability that's not ever really explained. That movie has stars. It has Mm. pedigree. It didn't do well. I didn't like it. I guess. Okay. Did you read the books? I didn't read the books. I, I was very It wasn't much, a good movie. I was very much into it. I was psyched to watch it. Great stuff going on. It has some cool stuff along, but I, I had a much better time watching Time <laughs> Trap than I did watching it. The ending is a disaster, but let's get there when we okay. get there. Okay. I, I, there I, is I, no I ending. For, I, I, oh, talk about I a cop-out ending. I never could have predicted that ending. <laughs> what, in <laughs> Time Trap? Say, let's talk about this. If you were going to go caving, would you wear jean shorts and tankinis with no helmets? Let's get into that, the inconsistency. So that that's a big part of this that, that I actually love. That you love. Because you have this competent filmmaking, like, to some degree. Sure. But then you have these things where you're like, wait, 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 wait. They're going. <laughs> they're going a on a case, rescue mission. And they're back. And, they, and they're, they're lying. They, there's no where technical going. gear, really. There's None. just like a, nope. like a school backpack. And they bring with, two children. Irresponsibly. Bring two children. Leaves and, like, and Furby. And some rope. Bad character names as a signifier yeah, of true. bad writing. Furby is... As Furby as they, and Veeves. As soon as they said Veeves? the young kid Nobody's was called Furby. Veeves. You know, and also just along those lines, here, here's another one of those those weird uh, sort of juxtapositions in, in this movie is that you've got this Volkswagen van that his parents parked at the mouth of this cave and then disappeared, right? Mm-hmm. This van has allegedly been here since they did that Correct. like 30 years ago. So it's convincingly- and nobody ransacked it in all that time. The way they actually distressed it, it's convincing. But what's not convincing is the fact that it is parked in the middle of a mostly open field that anyone could spot yes. with any amount of reasonable looking. So it doesn't make sense that it would have been there for 30 years without someone discovering it. Although Hopper does say something about like, it doesn't show up on the satellite or something like that. Well, he said no like, one's been on these lands for yeah, 30 years. Yeah, something like that. There's a which, little sign hanging to a to a thing that says, like, no trespassing. Yeah, that's maybe, maybe that's right, what it was. Like, right, to me, right. that seemed like... Right, right, right. It's not like the filmmakers didn't think of it. They just didn't give the best justification. <laughs> There's a lot of lying, people lying to each other. But the two people that go on the rescue mission don't tell everybody else that they're going on a rescue mission or that yes. they're going caving. Yeah. Like, there is that. Right. That, to me, almost justifies the lack of helmets, though they do have a lot of gear to not have helmets when they, they go repelling at some point. Yeah. It's not like they have a makeshift rope because they're like, oh, we decided we have to go down this thing. No, they've got, they, they have, have some stuff. gear, but they don't have the gear that you would have but even if you had the like, some gear. If you have that much gear, you have that stuff, you, you have, have the other you stuff. You should also have the other stuff. And you should right. also know never to step foot in a cave without a 
hard hat, a light with appropriate footwear. Right. Um, right. But right. Let's, let's, like play, let's play a little clip to give people a flavor of a movie which they probably will never watch. Should, but they should. This is um, <laughs> Hopper coming back to gear up to go on a real exploration after he's found the cave and the frozen cowboy and a brilliant bit of exposition, which I loved. Another thing I think is true about all these movies, there is such exposition writing, such as when Andrew Wilson sees the water blob in front of him, he literally touches it and his character says, Moisture. Wall. He says the literal thing yeah. that he's doing. No so thinking. That you, so that you don't, don't say. You know, and, well, and he's by himself, by the way, and he speaks out loud. Like well, that's boss like is there. Water. Boss is there for him to be like <laughs> to talk well, to. Boss, boss. So, you know, I'm going to go into this cave. You'll yeah. be out here, right? <laughs> so anyway, Andrew Wilson's driving back, and he's going to meet two parts of his crew, which are the aforementioned twenty-something students, quote unquote. Oh, hi, Jackie. Did he really say not to tell me? Mm-hmm. Hey, the whole point of the favor was discretion. Come on, boss. Come on. Come here, boss. Sorry. I had a teeny tiny car issue, so Taylor had to drive. Besides, he wanted to help. So you saw it? You saw the van? When do we go? I appreciate you setting this up on such short notice. No problem. I appreciate your offer. Taylor did all the hard work. Situation's changed. I'm going alone. Right. Who's gonna watch your back? Boss, of course. I'm serious. Nobody's been on this land in decades. You guys don't have anything to worry about. It's going to be fine. Perfect. And we'll be back in no time, right? I'm going alone. You guys will be fine without me for a couple of days, okay? You're worried about your evaluations, which you should be. They've already been submitted. And they're glowing, if you can believe that. Even yours. Oh, look. Twinsies. Okay, great. Thanks. We got to get up early. You really think you're going to find them? Maybe. But if I really get lucky, I might just find what they weren't looking for. They're both impossibly good looking. They have gym sculpted bodies. They do not at all resemble anyone's idea of archaeology college students. <laughs> right. When's the last time you saw an archaeology grad student? <laughs> you I look more like gym every you're day. dressed like an archaeology grad student or someone at prison visiting days. <laughs> <laughs> Funny enough, I'm actually going to visit you, at prison an archaeology grad student. So anyway, that's I don't Tyler. I don't know what his name is. Tyler I, sounds good. Tyler's Tyler perfect. and the blonde. And they want to go. The reason he doesn't want them to come is because he found the van. He knows that it's his parents and he's on the track. And he, I guess he needs to find that himself. It's personal. Throwing away decades of safety training and archaeological expeditioning. It's personal. Once you, th that's why, like, cops always <laughs> compromise themselves once you're getting too close to this, man. It's too personal. The thing that I liked about this scene is we have both he's searching for these hippies, but then there's the implication of, if I'm lucky, I might find what they're looking for. Dun, right? dun, dun. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Which... Spoiler alert, is the fountain of youth. Yes. I mean, talk about a lazy filmic Are writing you, trope. Jason, when is the what last is time you saw a movie about the fountain of youth? You see movies about time, people looking for their parents all the time. Yeah. This to me, I was like, I guess here's the story. That was, a, that was the least interesting. To me, the fountain of That's youth. The whole they almost, the I, I know it is, but they all <laughs> skip over anyway because it's a time. It's more about time. It's not, it's not a. Well, it is a magical fountain. It turns out. But <laughs> well, more of a pool. They no, no, it's it's not running. It's not running. It's not running just that we know a of. Formed cave. Well, it's not bed stagnant filled water with water. water. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Full casting crew was brought to you by two different guys on a bench. A new comedy series from American Vandal star Ryan O'Flanagan. Two different guys on a bench where Ryan talks to Ryan on a bench. We keep the comedy simple, folks. Two different guys on a bench videos can be found now on Facebook at Chuckler Comedy. 
Like and follow Chuckler for the latest and greatest short-form comedy videos. Chuckler, original comedy, delivered daily. This is another part of these movies that I think I also laugh. He finds the van, and in the van, which has been there for 30 years, there's a very well-preserved hippie diary, which is art-directed as only a diary in a film in 2018 could be. It includes really quality drawings, but of a spooky, mysterious type of, it's so not a real thing that would exist in real life. And this, this diary, eventually through Furby, I wanted to play that little clip because this is my other favorite thing. What I love the most, is exposition. And I think Furby's exposition <laughs> oh, yeah, this this is, is used to basically tell you exactly what the hell is going on. And I love it just for how it's handled and how it uses another brilliant device, which is they all have GoPro cameras right, right. and then somehow have the ability inside a cave system to stream the video and project from, it. from the GoPro cameras to cave walls and things like that whenever we need to see some part of the story, even though that's not a thing in real life. Yeah. So Furby is the young kid who's a vlogger and he's like 12 or 13 and he gets left behind to stay up top while the rest of the team goes down to look for Hopper in the cave. And then Furby, spoiler alert, falls and dies. They retrieve his GoPro. And then this is where they kind of all figure out that something very strange is going on. It's like the found footage element. I think he tried to climb down and somebody cut his rope. Who would do this to us? Oh my God, Ruby's rope! I didn't even want to come down in the first place. Why would he descend alone? Oh wow, the camera's still on. Is there anything Furby didn't bring in that backpack? Grappling hook would have been nice. Okay, this is it. Counting on you, Stad. Counting on me for what? I don't know, dude. It just sounded nicer than don't screw anything up. Well, radio you at the bottom. So, what is it? Like, one chime for yes, two chimes for no, and three chimes for I love you? Uh... <laughs> Not sure if the rescue rangers are playing a joke on me, but it's been radio silence for like half an hour. Crikey, we better head over and check it out. Hello? Hey, guys, what's the deal? I try not to think about it too much because I'm not really wired that way. But it's kind of strange, you know? And by strange, I mean scary. And by scary, I mean I wish I hadn't started thinking about it. And now that I've been thinking about it too much, I kind of hate myself. Now I have to poop. So, I was trying to find a place to do a twosie and, oh, look what I found. A cave, a rope, and a jeep. Do you guys think this is where Hopper went down? Because I do. Good work, Sherlocks. You went down the wrong hole. So I found Hopper's dad's journal, and it looks like he had a little too much herbal fun in the 60s, if you know what I mean, and got obsessed with a bunch of Fountain of Youth mythology. Just a bunch of drawings and stories about Spanish conquistadors trying to find some cave that the natives said contained magical healing waters or something. It says the queen sent a dozen expeditions to find this water and bring a vial of it to her dying husband. All but one of the expeditions either died at the hands of the natives or returned empty-handed. The last expedition disappeared somewhere northwest of the Alamo. That sounds familiar, and that's the last thing I want to read before it gets dark. Guess why is it sunset? 
There's no way it's that dark. It's one o'clock. He must have a filter on the camera. It's some kind of joke. You hear that? This is coyotes are after something. How is it a joke? It's dark, and that's your dad's Jeep, so I don't know what he's... Guys, if Herbie's dead, he's probably not joking. It's midnight now, and you guys aren't back. My cell has no signal, and he's dead. I have no idea how to drive this thing, so... Kara, when you see this, have fun dealing with the wrath that is my mother. Okay, so I'm not gonna lie, I got a little freaked out by the coyotes, so I turned the projector off and read a little more of Hopper's dad's journal instead. So this magic water healing story has been passed down through his family, but it wasn't until Hopper's dad had kids of his own and his daughter got sick until he went looking for the cave, which means that this chick is the reason my friends are missing and coyotes are gonna eat me tonight. An actually artistically good film would use all of that information and figure out how to use the language of cinema in order to get all that information. And this film is just, here's Furby. He's a little 12-year-old detective, and he's going to tell you the entire story of the movie. There's a dual thing happening there, too, though, which I thought was actually well done. They also realize, why is it sunset there? Yeah. Because for them, only an hour has passed. If Correct. And for Furby, it's been like a full day. That's one of those things. Yes, this is not a great device to use, but within that device, it's an interesting discovery, and the way they discover it is realistic to me. Though. Yeah, I was going to say, that's, but, that's going out of the actual action of getting the exposition out there. They bring other things out which around I, that, which is good. Which I, but wait, in the construct that we come to learn, which is that each flash of light that they're experiencing is not a day. It's an entire year, and in that construct, that wouldn't make any sense, because years would have passed in a half hour of Furby, of them being down in the cave. Not a day. Yeah, but this is the time paradox, though. And they do a really good example of it later on in the film when one of the women climbs up has this whole thing happen on the surface and then climbs back down like for her a half hour later yes. but for them it was instantaneous yeah yes. it was like so, a second yeah so that's a good illustration of it like I think the time that's going on in the surface it's it, that's a head that's like a head game. That's a head, that's a. So twist. you think they're faking out the audience purposefully to keep you off balance? But I think it's they're faking out. Like they come across Furby. Furby could have fallen down there ten minutes before they found him. Well, he did. He was almost because it. I, the 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 other interesting thing is that this movie is almost in within the cave. It almost happens in real time. They're actually in that cave for an hour and a half before the annihilation of Earth. So, spoiler alert! Yeah. Spoiler, I know this week we're just that, destroying honestly, this film. Does it? It doesn't count as a spoiler anymore. The annihilation of the Earth is like a given. Yeah, yeah. That's what I think is like also interesting is that it's happening in real time. There's mm -hmm. no uh, and and it's up above that is is happening. You know, eons are going by, but in, mm -hmm. in, there's no sort of discernible shift in time. It's like a steady ten minutes, half hour. 45 minutes. But then it's brilliant when they do figure it out because the way they figure it out is like when she climbs up to the top and has this half hour adventure and for them it's just two minutes and she didn't even have enough time to get to the top. The way they figure it out is like one of them watching back a GoPro video figures it out based on where the light is on the rock and is like, that's not summer light position. That's winter light. This is years, not days. It's like the most ludicrous explanation to figure something out at the mouth of a cave watching light flash by. Oh, That's, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. But you still get the, the benefit of the story, which is that time is passing very differently. There's a little bit of an emotional thing there because you realize, oh, now they realize that everyone they left on the surface that they love is and, dead. And <laughs> there's not enough of an emotional response. Like no. in a different film. <laughs> 
They may have, had have a scene, maybe a big realization. Mom of, and dad oh are God, dead. Guys. Everyone we know is gone, and we are. Our whole way of life is over. But this right. is this. The, I'll the never get that evaluation like, in archaeology two yeah, like, from Professor Hooper. Look, but I think the directors know what they have. Oh, and to there work are with. two. They're not going to go for those big emotional well, beats because also, I don't think that's let's, that's let's the mention, strength of the actors. It took two people to direct this film. Yeah, but hang and on one of my favorite things is that the directors are Mark Dennis and Ben Foster, and in the Wikipedia article, uh-huh. this must follow the director, Ben Foster. It says in parentheses, not the actor. <laughs> I, but you know what? If it had been the actor, it would have been so It would have been fascinating. worse. No, it would have been no, worse no, no, for no, you. No, no, no. If it had been the actor who is so intense, he clearly makes his choices when he does yes. films. If he had directed this, I would have thought there was a whole nother level that he was. But see, wouldn't that have yeah. bummed you out at night if you saw that you'd be like, oh, because you, no, you probably instinctively like Ben Foster the way I do. And you would have been like, oh, man. No, because you know what? I, what I would what I would <laughs> expect from a directorial uh, effort yeah. by Ben Foster is something very overwrought and serious and heavy right. and dark. Sure. And if he came out with something like this, I'd be like, oh, my God, you just smashed all my expectations, yeah, and I love that. It would have dented my appreciation of Ben Foster. There have been a lot of excellent actors who, once you get to know them a little bit more, you kind of, you're like, huh. there's a lot of denting that can be done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just scratching yeah. the surface a little bit. Another thing that's hilarious is now that we're in the cave, we've got to have some additional stakes. And the stakes are, oh, the hunky guy broke his pinky, so he can't climb. That's the whole See, that reason why. They, that's why they have to do <laughs> instead of real. climbing out. He's broke like, his pinky. But there's nothing, what's wrong with that? Wrong it's just that. hilarious. It's like if you were in a life or death situation in a cave, even if you had a broken pinky, I would fucking climb up. By the way, it only took the girl about 45 seconds to a minute 30 to climb to the top of the cave and get well, out. Maybe there's really nothing preventing anyone from doing the same thing. Whether you have a busted ankle pinky. or broken pinky. <laughs> that's before they realize how screwed they that's are. That's true, though. too. So it's not as much of an emergency to get out. Well, they are literally trapped in a cave without any way to get out. Well, they don't yeah, know. Yeah, they, they, ex don't. they explore the cave more <laughs> to see if there are other You know, we know that was too old. Oh, okay. I, never felt, I, mean, I never felt like... Once uh, my rope snaps and I'm stuck in the cave and I got a free climb out, I'm in an emergency situation. All right, I didn't... Okay. I, I'm not like, let me go check out exits. this cave offshoot over here before we save our lives. We have no water, but we have no food, we have no light. Trying to free solo out the thing, you're actually risking yourself even more. And to their credit, you're going to die in a pit. If you, you know, can't find yet. another exit. It's only been 10 I mean, minutes. It's only been 10 minutes. Yeah. I think when you're stuck in a cave, you have to assume you're not getting out through some other exit. But that's, well, that's just uh, me. Yeah, that's just me. Know. You guys are braver cavers than me. But it only gets better from there because once we find out Ian's are going by, this is when we sort of also realize that there, there's someone else in this Let me play you the moment where Taylor figures it out. How are we doing? Believe me now. Because I was up there for 30 minutes. This is seconds. Why are the tapes different? What the hell's going on, Taylor? I realized something when we watched Furby's tape. The night had passed in his footage, but the rope was still running from the cave to the van. It wasn't a person who cut the rope. It was friction over a long period of time. What? Time is passing differently down here than it is on the surface. What? It's the sun. Rising and setting. It's the only way that Furby's tape was days ahead of ours, even though we all came in at the same time. What? How long have we been down here for? I have a date this weekend. Seriously? We've been in here weeks, maybe months already. 
I'm sorry, Neef. I shouldn't have brought you here. God, why am I the one crying? You're 13. I'm not crying because you're my big sister. And I know you'll get us out of here. So you're saying no close-ups. See what I'm saying? No actor close-ups. It's just very wide shots. Yeah. Very, like, medium wide. Which is, I think, a good choice. <laughs> so every time that happens, that's a day? Wait, the Fountain of Youth. So it's like if time stops, you stay young forever. Guys, this really is the Fountain of Youth. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, everything is literally spelled but that's, out for you. But that, that, and you I, need it. I have to argue. Yes, I argue that <laughs> this movie requires that, and oh, it, it and does. I welcome friends. it because I love like it again. It. This is one of those easy movies where it's like <laughs> you just want to sit there and let them feed you. It's like you you wait for the moment of wait a minute. <laughs> if this is what I'm seeing, then does this mean this? And then you're like, oh, it does. Yeah, I like that. But I'll tell you, but. Then it has, because then crazier stuff starts to happen. Sure. So, because it's not about figuring out that it's the Fountain of Youth. If that were it, then yes, that would be a totally crap. The joys of this movie are some of the, like, strange... The goalposts keep moving? When she climbs out and she looks up in the yeah. air and you see what we found, spoiler, is the arc. But yeah. you see this, like, triangular thing in the air. And that, to me, I was like, what the hell Yeah, yeah, that? exactly. I, like, was that's, I was excited. I was, I was like, intrigued. Instead of, I don't want to see just another thing of like people scratching their chins yeah, and being yeah. like, I wonder how this time travel works and mm-hmm. figuring that out. That to me is boring. But when it's just like, we're using <laughs> that as like a way to get there and then to get this to this strange, surreal mm-hmm. image. Yeah. Like then I was like, okay, like, yeah, I'm listening. <laughs> no, and then a few minutes later. Yeah, because then, the space then, man shows then up. And that's yeah. like, yeah. Through that, uh, Electron Ladder. Oh, and yeah, that was the greatest. he speaks a different language because they've evolved and he's also supposed to be nine feet tall because they don't they have that he's just a sort of a tall actor growth of, that's it's tall. the natural progression evolution of human beings growing that tall so their language even though changed. we now live in space yeah they, yeah, they've grown bigger and they in can't fact, breathe astronauts actually air. shrink in space well that's because they only go there for a little bit you gotta go <laughs> yeah, yeah, really yeah. no yeah. if you go for an hour you no, come no, back and you're compressed but you know the eons so if you stay longer it reverses and you start getting elongated this guy comes back and you're personally like is he is is he a good he, guy? Is he a yeah, bad guy? Yes, malevolent? Is he good? Okay, so they find a pool. I mean, this is and the pool brings back the kid's broken pinky and the girl's broken thing, and it brings Furby back to life. And also Tyler, who's died in the intervening time, right? So Yeah, he's been... Oh, what do you mean? Tyler. No, no, Tyler's got his Tyler died, in. remember? He gets because, killed. But we oh, didn't right, even right, talk right, about the, the big, fact yeah. that there are cavemen. Cave yes. There are prehistoric 30,000-year-old <sighs> Land of the Lost. Leftover from when they filmed Land of the Lost. Who are completely <laughs> void of anything but aggression. Yeah. So the cave people are there and somehow they use the cave water themselves, although they seem to be dying with great There's frequency. There's no quite so. explanation <laughs> as to what they They understand that the cave water helps them. Yeah. But they've also been living. Who knows how long they've been living here? They well, could have been living there for. Aeons. No, or no, they've only been living there in theory for an hour of mm. uh, Earth time. Because oh, maybe whenever anyone finds himself in the cave. Cave time is separate from the time they entered the cave, is what you're saying. Yeah. That's why you and have the frozen conquistadors. In different parts of the cave yeah. time yeah. differently as yeah. well, which yes. is another wrinkle that's right. that gets added later. Yeah, because there's a moment where time is stops altogether. Or Further it's, within. Well, it's not stopped. It moves so slow that you can see the tableau of the conquistadors fighting the Indians or Native Americans or whoever they're fighting in one tableau in right. the same way that we saw the frozen cowboy. Right. And then Hopper tries to do some exposition with... 
Tyler who wants to step into the cowboy thing and say, he says, no, don't go in there. If you go, it'll move so slow, you won't be able to come out. But see, that's a problem because you'd only be moving so slow relative to where you just were. Because the woman is able to climb out and see the apocalypse. So you can go the other way. So once Taylor walks in, he should be able to just turn around and be like, oh, shit. Well, that's why I didn't understand. Why didn't they all just leave? Why don't they all follow her up, free climb out, and you're out? Because well, free because climbing is very hard. By the time they climb out, the earth is already done for. That's true, too. But one missed opportunity I thought would have been really interesting and <laughs> horrifying. Here's a good example of the time paradox, right? So you've got this line where time changes. Uh-huh. The rope frays at the line. Ages at yes. a certain point and then yes. breaks apart. What they didn't do and what I wish they had done was that what if someone climbs up? The bottom half of their body is in the cave. Mm. The top half of their body is out on Earth. So they age half and half. Well, you, you here's the paradox. Here's the paradox. <laughs> if their head is... A, I can't believe he's actually going no, down no, no, listen. this way. <laughs> if their head is on the Earth side, five days is milliseconds below. Right. right. So when they come back down, there's no real difference. Like, yeah. your legs are still going to be approximately the same age as the rest of your sure. body. However, <laughs> if you put your legs first up on Earth and your head is down and you perceive 10 minutes going by, your legs would be disintegrated. Wow. That would have been yeah. good. But that's a paradox. That would have been good. Why? Why? Because you can only, perce- you can't perceive I can tell you why in feet. one word, Paul. Budget. <laughs> Full Casting Crew is brought to you by Out of Jack's Mind, a new comedy short video series from Jack Plotnick, co-writer and director of the Sony Pictures feature film Space Station 76, and current recurring guest on Grace and Frankie and Z Nation. Out of Jack's Mind. Like and follow at Chuckler Comedy on Facebook or Chuckler.com. Chuckler, original comedy delivered daily. Apparently, also, Obama becomes president again in the future. There's a robot, Robo Obama at the end. I thought it was interesting they had Trump as well. They had Trump. They, I thought they I'm were try and find very whole, careful to not offend, to not offend anybody. either side. It was like Obama and Trump. Appeared. They have Obama, and then they have Trump, and then they have Obama again, and it sounds like a Robo Obama. Is this the part where the spaceman is like, "Here, watch this." Yes. As yes. He's dying, as he's he dying, he says, he says "This is he, what he, happened." Basically, he basically does a Princess Leia. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he activates a little. Or what's funny? And is this that movie he, will have the same cultural impact. This is the Princess Leia R two D two video explanation of what happened to the world. Tell us what year you're from. But what happened to him? He can't breathe our air. Wait, I also love they're just standing there. You can't breathe our air. What's well, not helping on. Just help the dude. We've reached the two-week mark oh. in the search for five missing students. The three college and two middle school students disappeared 14 days ago and are thought to have been headed west in a green Land Rover Defender. Travis and Williamson County Please. Sheriff's Departments are responding. Tell us what year you're from. Ruto! Ruto! Joining us tonight is the father What is he saying? We must continue to go into space for the future of humanity. I don't think we will survive another thousand years without escaping beyond our fragile planet. We want to leap into the future. We want major breakthroughs. American footprints on distant worlds are not too big a dream. They're calling it the Ark. 15 miles long and two miles across. The ship may hold up to 250,000 people. Once in orbit, it will put to use the world's first hyper-accelerator, capable of sending ships as far as Mars in a matter of hours. Now Robomama comes in. As we take the final steps toward the colonization of our new home planet Mars and hope that one day we may return to planet Earth. 
That happened while we were down here? We've been in here that long? It was like thousands of years went by. Long enough for people to be eight feet tall and speak a different language. So then we're just stuck in here? Forever? Even if we can get to the surface, everything we've known is gone. See? It's Robo-Obama. There's hope after Trump. Robo-Obama's coming back to save us and send us by Hyperloop Drive to Mars. You know, they haven't worked out all the glitches, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why don't you just drag his corpse and drop it in the Fountain of Youth so he can come back to life that's, and see with all That's his... really the only thing why, they missed. Why really? don't that, they... Well, they... <laughs> Actually, my biggest thing is once, you know, again, spoiler for 2017 or 2018, depending on who you ask, because Rotten Tomatoes says this came out in 2018, IMDb says 2017. Time so, trap. You know, but it's a time, it's a time trap, dude. <laughs> But the, it fell apart to me. It like hasn't once, come out yet. Once they find Hopper and Hopper's like, just go on, leave me. It's like, you know, there's a we, found of you right here. It's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> just don't. Yeah, it's like, are you sure I can do like, Just leave me. He doesn't care about Hopper. Like, there's no carrying there's his no of, carry about over. Hopper. And Hopper's just weird at this point. And he turns into a weird guy. You know, he has been, I guess, assaulted. Well, he wants to be with his family. By the, uh, by a, he wants to be with his family, one doesn't of the he? People. Uh, Hopper hasn't who, yet who found. Who turned out to be the biggest threat of all, more than anyone else. There's no one else more yeah. dangerous than the cave people, who are basically like 100% aggression, stabbing, Which I think kill. My reading of the film, because it is all about humanity making... We haven't even gotten to the final bonkers thing. <laughs> Brilliant. When they are f using the nine-foot spaceman's ladder, space ladder space to ladder. get out, and Kathy Lee Gifford's kid yeah. gets snatched up by creepy long-fingered tentacles within, within, within the water. Because like she's going up, going well, up. Well, the water. here's another weird thing: is that when I just realized when the spaceman comes down, the ladder comes from somewhere. Yeah, right? it comes from space. But if the ladder is above and below. The ladder's impervious to time, Paul. Yeah, yeah but so, so, so is the spaceship ladder. then. So the, the spaceship itself yeah, it's a is not ladder. being affected by time either because he's down there for, let's say, 10 minutes. Meanwhile, 500 years have gone by yeah. up where the spaceship is. Well, so that's why he was in kind of a rush. That's why he didn't, you know, <laughs> he's he like, wasn't like telling me. Like, 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 I, I, I can't do this for very long. Because <laughs> like, time my, Yeah, exactly. She gets snatched up by these tentacled things and we think it's a threat, but then it turns out a couple of minutes later, uh, she's been saved yes. because humanity has evolved into whatever it's evolved. We never right. see those fingers again. Sky water tanks. Right. And so the whole thing to me is about the hope of humanity's evolution. And I think there's an interesting contrast between the cave people versus drawing a lot by uh, having those two. Yes, yes. That to me, what it sees is the threat is humanity's provincialism. Oh my God. Uh, propensity towards violence. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and was, not thinking. You're agreeing with And that's, that's why the cavemen are the threat. I, I and you know what's also, oh it's almost like God. they, they, this <laughs> metaphorically, when the caveman is looking up, theoretically, the very beginnings of man, he's looking up, <laughs> looking up at the, at the, and maybe conceiving about the, yeah, the future man pulling them up, and he's dumbfounded. It's it's profound that he's looking. It's the beginning in the of humanity, looking at the future of humanity. That's right. That moment, they are connected. It's like that's the spark that would lead to humanity evolving. This this movie has some huge ideas and there are problems with it. But that is huge why I, in that last scene, when they were pulled up by those big fingers and then they all came out nicely dressed, everyone's all better again. And they're like, yeah. come on guys, we had a lot to, Good hair and makeup. We had a lot to catch up on. <laughs> I was so happy. I was, so, I was I like, was cheated and angry. I, no, no. I was like, I felt like, oh my God, I never could have predicted this. What? And what do you mean you never could have predicted it? Never had no idea that they were going to be... <laughs> taken in by the future of 
mankind that was completely different. Really? What other possible ending would you have imagined? It, the, they the, all die? No, no. That they would have find a way, found a way to back reverse to regular life? time and gone uh, back. Like the that's too complicated, Paul. The, the stakes were in, <laughs> indeed actually. The stakes were so high that they lost everything. One thing that I w- I like about this, and I don't know if you ever see this. I don't know if this will fall into your thing, and it's more of a horror thing than a sci-fi thing. Something called The Void, which is a a very strange, also you know, independent film, sort of like this. And like this, there are, you could tell the director had huge ideas that they're trying to jam like through a straw. Mm. They see the echoes of what they thought they were able to convey in this thing, which, you know. In the void you're, you're right. talking about, in the void. In both the void and in this. Okay, oh, right, right, like, right, right. Like they don't right, really right, go right. too much in depth with it. But I think he wants to get at this like evolution thing. He probably wishes he could spend more time on that planet and show how it evolved and stuff. He's like. Just These to get the budget, man. It's budget. <laughs> this is what I could do. But I, let's let's take a look at the okay. uh, birthing pool conclusion scene. Guys. Guys. He looks out the space window and sees. Whoa. Is it a devastated planet Earth? Yeah, look, because you can see. Charred. Yeah, you can see like there. The we cup. blew ourselves up. Not much going on under the clouds. Yeah, no. Yeah. And then this, I don't get. I don't. I didn't understand this. There's a shot of two aliens that seem encased in ice, and one of them is clutching and unclutching his hands. And then Hopper's back. So they did throw it. And it's not just the fountain of youth. Like, it heals. It brings you back from the dead. Yeah, you, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. Hey, Furby. Holy shit. Want to go to Mars? Welcome back. Dude, this place is awesome. Oh, here they come. And Hopper's parents are there, too. Right, because they had found the corpses. Yeah. We've got a lot to talk about. What the heck is this place? Well, it's not quite home, but at least we're all together. Together? Like, together, together? Let's get you guys right off. No, goof. Come on, I'll show you around. A lot's changed, but we're kind of a big deal around here. This movie introduces a lot of what you're talking about. Well, but it also introduces enough ideas that you can argue about it. You can say what they did Uh, wrong. You can say what they did right. Or you could just go to sleep. But I do think it's (laughs) it's an hour and a half. For me, it was an hour and a half well spent for just for entertainment. Yes. With very little effort. As part of my subscription service. <laughs> so I don't, theoretically, I'm not paying for it. And uh, and there are some scientific, uh, interesting. Uh, some weighty concepts. Weighty concepts thrown in there that I can like sort of toss around as I'm going to sleep. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, sure. That to me is an evening well spent. Okay. That if this had ended differently, it would have changed the whole thing. But to me, it ended, it was a logical. And it went from, literally went from A 
to Z. I think the more interesting ending would have been what you said they didn't do, which was let's figure out how to game the time trap so that we can get back to the life and the parents that we previously enjoyed. And Hopper can have some resolution and conclusion that his parents and sister didn't die in vain. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that would have been the much more interesting and rewarding. Well, film. interesting or predictable. Well, Paul, having them just wake up out of a water tank is just a cop-out explanation. I didn't expect it. Yeah. If humanity and Martians are now friends, they've got only a few humans. No, no, those aren't Martians. They say, like, hey, you want to go to Mars? That's why they're in the ice. No. Wait. I thought the that aliens. Those, I thought those alien things were what mankind had evolved into. I I thought that too, but then when I heard it, hearing her saying like, "You want to go to Mars?" Yeah, and like, yes, these are our friends. Like, on well, the no, because Obama it. says maybe we're we're now living in our new colony on Mars. Maybe one day we'll be able to return to Earth. Why are they in ice? That's the Martian atmosphere. Oh, that's the Martian atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, right? ice. Yeah, it's very, very cold on Mars. To me, it's the evolution of man. I I have to stick with the fact that that's mankind is how they've evolved. Well, I I suppose they could be. We have a giant dude. Well, then why does the spaceman not have the long, weird fingers? Because a huge amount of time has passed. Oh, I see. Even from his time. Of course, because he took the ladder down, but they didn't even need a ladder by the time they were rescued. They had those weird snake things. No, she's The caveman pushed the button and the ladder disappears. Oh, then the the snaking things rescue them. Yes. You think it's a different entity? I think it's a, or it's an entity that came back later on. Yeah, she's like, hey, you've got to save my friends. Like, there's more humans down there. I think I finally understand. I can't say that I'm going to join you in spending time watching movies like this. All I wanted to come out of this was to find Finally understand. What are these films that Paul has always been talking about? Now I get it. And maybe now Amazon Prime will feed that to me because I watched this. It might, yeah. This isn't necessarily emblematic. This does have some serious flaws. But I believe that the story and the concepts involved oh, in it, I, I it. are enough to, to help try, those you flaws. You have to believe in the integrity of it. I mean, just a, it's just what it is. It's, it's, it's the equivalent yeah. of like a box of candy. Well, people enjoy things differently. Time travel yeah, I mean, they, fascinates they, me. Yeah. Because we all, the directors we all, wanted to make something. Let's do headlines. Headlines. Chris? It's all politics stuff out there. So uh, I, I didn't really have anything. I've got something wise. funny. You know, we had the Emmys the other night, which no one watched. They were hostless, trying to cop a little of that Oscar charm. I don't know if you saw this brilliant moment on the red carpet from actor Terrence Howard. Yes. Which you just have to hear. You know, one of my favorite things are uncomfortable red carpet moments where you have that kind of overly jocular, cheesy interviewer who puts themselves on the same level as the stars they're talking to. And the fakeitude and cheesiness of that interaction is a recipe for some good unexpected moments. This might be the most unexpected answer to an innocuous red carpet question that I could ever have possibly thought of. Lucius is in the house. Uh, Terrence Howard here. You made huge headlines when you said, after you complete these 15 episodes of Empire, you got to walk away for a while or forever? For good. I'm, I'm, I mean, everyone keeps trying to tell me, don't say it's forever. But I've spent 37 years pretending to be people so that people can pretend to watch and enjoy what I'm doing when... I've made some discoveries in my own personal life with the science that, you know, Pythagoras was searching for. I was able to open up the flower of life properly and find the real wave conjugations that we've been looking for for 10,000 years. Why would I continue, you know, walking on water for tips when I've got an entire generation to teach a whole new world? That's a big remark. What what, what do you intend to, to do? 
Well, let me put it this way. All energy in the universe is expressed in motion. All motion is expressed in waves. All waves are curved. So where does the straight lines come from to make the platonic solids? There are no straight lines. So when I took the flower of life and opened it properly, I found a whole new wave conjugations that expose the in-between spaces. That's it's the thing that holds us all together. I'm sharing that on, on Tuesday when I receive my star, I'm going to be able to prove that gravity is only an effect and not a force. I'm putting something on YouTube really? where I will build the planet Saturn without gravity and build the Milky Way galaxy wow. without gravity. Did you also Tuesday. say you're getting your star on Yeah. On the Walk of Fame? On the Walk of Fame, well, which is interesting. How am I getting a star when I've never, for a TV, when I've never received an Emmy nomination for TV? You're a presenter tonight. You can do whatever you want yeah. when you stand in front of that microphone. <laughs> what are you going to do? I have no idea. I'm just, I'm just being honest and looking at it. You know, I would think an Emmy nomination would come first. You know, let's get to the real news, Terry. Yeah. You're getting a star on that's the walk. Interesting. That's interesting. That's all great. Hey. He is introducing the very essence of our existence and perception. And, and you guys are laughing. You, guys, you can't put no, no, a piece no, of that. straw through that reasoning. It's a, it's the juxtaposition that he's oh. actually introducing something that is so oh, deep and so, so profound good. in this arena that is so the opposite Dude, the of that. Curve of that the, the curve of life, man. That's one of the most incredible uh, interview things I've ever seen. That's sort of the interview equivalent of the movies that you like to watch. Yeah. It is, because I... I Weighty topics yeah. are introduced I love in a place you wouldn't, like, expect, you wouldn't expect them. I love that he did that, man. That was amazing. That's incredible. <laughs> Terrence Howard, man. More power to you. Pythagoras, I mean, look, you can say what you want about actors, but some of them are out there trying to solve the mysteries of the universe. Yeah. Well, wait, so he, when he gets his star. I think it's pretty clear, Paul. Tuesday, Paul. When Tuesday. he gets his star, he's going to he's gonna reveal, oh, reveal the to star. You. Reveal the, the, how, why, he's going to levitate to Saturn. While gravity is just a concept. Yeah. Right, not of course. Wow. How did I not even hear that that, that happened? Well, yeah, exactly. Because you know what? They don't want you to hear. You know about the whole anti-Pythagoras movement, right? That was Wake amazing. up, sheeple. I'd like to segue to another headline that just made me laugh out loud. As you said, Paul, we're living in the era of streaming content and everything old is new again. And we're also sort of mining just what the hell can we turn into some sort of anthology series? Well, Billy Joel has an anthology series in the works. Rest assured, it will include the Piano Man character. MGM Television is teamed with Billy Joel and Universal Music Publishing Group to develop Scenes from an Italian Restaurant, a scripted anthology series based on the song of the same name. Each episode will be based on lyrics from Joel's extensive catalog and bring to life many of the characters like Mama Leone and Sergeant O'Leary <laughs> and oh The Stranger always wanted to and know. Piano Man. Now, I am not here to hate on Billy Joel. I think Billy Joel has written a hell of a lot of incredibly amazing pop songs, but... No one's crying out to learn about Mama Leone. Yeah. Like, I think we learned everything we need. There's no character exposition. She left a note on the door it, saying Sunday moved out to It's the all there in the song. So, I don't know. This is part of the thing that I'm now experiencing, which is like, I don't know if you've been watching the Apple trailers. Have you been seeing these? Like, this should be, if you're going to dip a toe into the streaming world, you're going to compete and go toe-to-toe -to -toe with Amazon, with Netflix. They played all these trailers the other night during, I think, Sunday Night Football. And really, to a one- they were all extremely forgettable. Hmm. And these of, are new series. These are that. all new scripted series. This is my favorite. Truth be told, descend into the world of true crime podcasts. <laughs> really? New evidence. Finally. New evidence compels podcaster Poppy Parnell 
Octavia Spencer, to reopen the murder case that made her a media sensation. Aaron Paul stars as the man she may have wrongfully put behind bars because you know the power of podcasting, Chris. Listen, if it could spring out and say Ed. That's Octavia calling right now. Everybody talks about true crime. How come nobody's doing a drama about like film podcasters, for example? I'm just going to go out on a limb. I'm going to say that all of these Apple shows will fail to make a mark. Just, when do they come out? Actually? I don't know. But somebody stop calling me. I'm podcasting right now, people. Okay. Jesus. Priorities, man. That was probably a call from the future. Say we loved your episode on time travel. Um, why do you stop trying to peep my headlines? Sorry. That's why kind of rude to look at someone else's browser screen. Otherwise, I just have to look ahead. <laughs> yeah. Well, you have to react in <laughs> real time. Don't want to look into the future. All right. Uh, that's all I have for headlines. Shall we move on to Latchkey? Yeah, but I didn't do anything. Hello. I didn't prepare. Dare anything. you? What's Latchkey? Well, actually, instead of Latchkey, we do have one other very important oh, we do. piece of business. Yes, we're going to do a audio unboxing. This is going to be the first audio unboxing that I know of, and I won't say I've researched the Paul, topic you know extensively. Videos, right? Of course I do. But instead of a video, we're going to audio unbox. We received a gift here. This is the first gift. Well, and the second gift. Lance Henriksen sent us gifts. That's true. You're right. The second gift uh, that's been sent to- But this is our first listener gift. From super listener Sarah in Massachusetts. Uh, And we are very flat. In fact, and I've been dying to know what this is. We wanted to wait to unbox it on tape. Yeah. And so now I'm opening the top layer. It's sort of archivally wrapped. So obviously whatever is in there must be of There's a card addressed to- Chris, why don't you do the honors on the card? Thank you can tell you me what that much. says. The esteemed co-hosts of Full Cast and Crew. Well, we will have to do. Uh, thank you very much. You're as esteemed. Listen, we got a gift. We must have Does it esteem say, from like, someone. S-T-E-A-M-E-D or? Wow, <laughs> I just caught myself on Yeah, careful with that, man. You're right. You heard it here first. Oh my God, call 911. You can't make a pot fall. I'm not going to spray you with blood. Don't worry. No, not that. I'm afraid you're going to stab me in the ass. You're going to stab me in the throat with your scissors. (laughs) That's okay. We got to. There's no fountain of youth close by to uh, heal that easily. Uh, I don't want to see it. Uh, All right. You want to hear the card? Yeah. I mean, I'd like a. I'd like some kind of a tissue. Some sort of a. Rub some dirt on it. Yeah, go ahead. I'm okay. I'm just bleeding a little. Uh, Okay, Jason and Chris, congratulations. They say the first year is the hardest. I've always found the last year hardest. Thank you for 52 plus hours of great fun and occasional frustration. You are both a delight, S. Well, that's very nice. And it's a beautiful card, a sort of Mm, Warhol-esque flower, uh, an orange flower. Well, thank you, Sarah. I am moved. I'm sorry, I missed that because I had to well, uh, too late. get a band-aid. <laughs> You'll have to wait until next Thursday <laughs> and let's do it on the show. On the, <laughs> I gave my blood to this podcast. So something about the first Finally, year is the hardest. Finally, yeah, the first year, year but no, it's uh, they say the first year is the hardest. I've always found the last year hardest. What does, Thank, that, what does that mean? Um, like when you're done with something. I think maybe the last year, like 2019. Oh, what with all the you know, oh. Trump. So it now it's, and written on the box it says mugs and glasses. Ooh. Oh no, I think that's just a leftover. Oh right, because this is, I think that's leftover. From something tells me that this box has been used before. Oh wow! Whoa! Wow! Wow! Whoa! Whoa! We should just not even tell everybody what it is and just go wow. So uh, I don't know if you are is, familiar with the concept of a Fabergé egg. There's well, six of them. This, this is incredible. Um, first of first off. 
in a brilliant piece of podcasting referentiality, we should quote that term. Chris, this must be for you. Oh, wow. Uh, yes. Because as loyal, loyal <laughs> listeners will know, uh, I'm sure I could still Chris burn myself. Suffered with this. a uh, third degree burn while using a French press coffee maker. Mm, yeah. And uh, I'm living this out is, loud. This is obviously to prevent <laughs> further injury. I'm sure I can find a way to hurt myself with this, but thank you. This Sarah, is, this is very thoughtful. Amazing. We have a Funko blood spattered Hannibal Lecter doll. <laughs> Oh my God, that's great. Uh, which makes it all the more apropos that I am currently spattering blood around the podcasting studio. Don't get it on the Blade Runner book. Uh, roasted cashews and pistachios. Fantastic. Two of my favorite nuts. Is this referential? I'm trying to think, are these are these all in reference to specific things or just snacks they, for the podcast? Are they salted cashews? Yes. Oh, I'll have one of those. <laughs> I don't think you're addressing think the meat of the question. Paul's not concerned about the... Uh, there's um, a lot of movie candy. I was about to say, I think movies, amazing. maybe it's part of the movie candy thing. Oh my God! And or she maybe also sent because you, we're both nuts. She also sent you filters. Thank you to go with. Uh, oh wow! <laughs> so we got milk duds, snow caps, mm. dots. My favorite, good and plenty, and junior mints. Wow, that's go. amazing. Um, so no Faberge eggs. I was a little bit uh, no, no Faberge <laughs> eggs. Well, that is... Wow, that's incredible. That what is fantastic. Sarah, that is so kind and so thoughtful. It's great to have an actual fan. Paul's eating the cashews right now. <laughs> Oh, that was in reference to the movie we did about the poisoned cashews. Oh, that <laughs> clue, right? In clue, I think that's how one of the people dies. Oh my God, these are so good. And so wow, that's so. an incredible gift box. That is really- I encourage all super listeners to feel free to send us gifts. Yeah, can you top it? Try to challenge yourself. Funko, I'm movie candy. I'm looking at candy. you, Frazier. <laughs> Frazier, Ben. Daryl. Richard, Daryl. Oh, Alan. by the way, speaking of Daryl, I have a slight bone to pick. The other day, Daryl's posting on Facebook about two movies that he recently rewatched and was moved and blown away by. And they just happened to be two movies that we'd recently done podcasts on. Did we get a shout out or reference? No. no. And then I even posted a GIF that said, I must give credit where credit is due. Meaning, hey, how about a little love for the podcast that brought those movies sure. back to your attention? And then he said something like, still not as good as Highlander. <laughs> Well, maybe he's he made a another sore. reference to a movie we did without referencing the podcast. Well, I didn't want to be so sore because somebody was a little bit dismissive. Of oh, Highlander. is that what it was? Okay. <laughs> well, I gave my blood. Paul gave his tears. Chris gave his sweat. It's true. It's true. I, I don't want to be the next person sitting in this chair. <laughs> That's how much sweat I gave. I have a good movie for you guys to do. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. What's up? You guys should do a simple plan. Mm. No, 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 not a simple plan. No, no. Oh, well, then. <laughs> I mean, I'm probably going to have the same reaction to whatever you say. Uh, a simple man. Ow. Uh, which one? Damn it. Is this a simple plan? I <laughs> mean, one where they Gosh, find the money in the desert? Roller coaster. No, no, that's Bill Paxton? No, no, it's not the desert in the snow. That is a good movie. No, no, what's that? Oh, oh no, no, here it is. <laughs> one false move. Oh, early, um, early Paxton, uh, Paxton, Billy Bob Thornton. Billy Bob? Oh, my God. Yeah. That Wait, that's, a a that's, that's a great movie. That's also Paxton and Billy Bob? And that's yes. a transitional film because that was an HBO film and that's, that what's transitioned his name? to the theater. Yeah. yeah. Produced for HBO and then actually was so good that it went to theaters. No and kidding. Had like a run there. That is a that Carl Franklin movie. A small it town is, police chief awaits the arrival of a gang of killers. Well, it is brutal. It's brutal, it's brutal, 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 hard to watch. No great movie. So well done. So tense. Cinder Williams. Great acting. Great, great acting. acting. Also had a little um, fairly advanced for its time kind of interracial love story, I think. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Paxton is amazing. Billy Bob Thornton. They're all, they're all yeah. 
good. It's a it's a really good movie. Yeah, I think for the pod. Right now we're in a phase of. Um, He's letting you down easy. No, no, sorry. It's no, right easy. now we're in a phase of like kind of big popular movies that mean something to a wide swath of people because like, we're still like time, time trap. trap. <laughs> time we're trying to, no, time trap. No, time trap is an exception, which is really an honor to you yes. because this is, I think, something that will be of interest to our listeners is we've done a lot of good movies. And we've done some movies that we're doing for fun. Right. And this is something in between that I think is a really important like lane for people to understand and to seek out themselves and yes. possibly enjoy. Because you did a great job explaining it. I don't know if I'm going to watch any more movies like this, but I might. Um, so to me, I think like you, though, I don't I wouldn't put it so much as the like not challenging part of it. To me, I like I like to be surprised. And yeah. the less I know about something and if it has a high, good high concept. Yeah. Some of my favorite movies are ones that I knew the least about yeah. going in and getting like a and nice maybe surprise. And maybe not challenging is the wrong phrase. It's more like it appeals to a more immediate yeah. thing in me, like yeah. a part of my brain that needs something now. Not the Tarkovsky part. Right. It's the immediately satisfying. It's like a little bit of, uh, I don't know, dopamine or something. Dopamine like, rush. Yeah, 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 something like that. Yeah. Okay. Well, so that was a real pleasure. Well, thank you again, Super Listener Sarah, for our gift package. We're going to eat, all, I'm going to eat all this candy. And the lector. Yeah, I'm not going like to eat that. Is a collectible that we have to leave boxed up, or can we take him out and let him live in the studio? Let I would leave live. him in the box. He, oh, seriously? There is no box that will no. contain him. He's going to- You know what? I don't care that I'm just now sabotaging the value of this. It'll yeah, never especially when you're money. getting blood all over it. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're going to get blood on something. What's great is he has the policeman's truncheon from uh, famed character actor, what's his name, that he stole in the, yes. in this, in the scene. Right, when, he, when he's beating him yeah, uh, to classical music. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and yes, this is after, he's got the blood on his face yes. from having already uh, And it's the guy him. that's in every John, Jonathan Demme movie. Is that uh, when he cuts off his face? Is that the guy whose yes. face he cuts off? Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's, oh, man. Ready when you are, Shit. Sergeant. Yeah. Oh, God. I really cut my finger. Seriously. Pembry. Sergeant Pembry. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, we're talking movies. The finger's going to have to wait. No, I'm just wondering, like, is it a significant enough injury here that I've got to go to the hospital? No. Really? I don't know. I mean, it's a pretty good cut. Well, tell me. hand. One thing you can't do. With an injury like that, it's I didn't get free. Ross offered me a band aid. You should get a band aid. You just it needs to uh, stop bleeding. Yeah, well, that's yeah. why I'm pressing it. Right. Is that how you stop bleeding? Well, one thing yeah. you can't do. This is more first aid than the cave, by the way. I could free climb if my life depended on it. I could free climb out of here. That's what you think. <laughs> you say that now, but then you're like, ouch, ouch. <laughs> Not when Ian's are going by. Above. You know, I went. I just saw Free Solo for the first time last week, oh, and so when she was doing that, I, I was thinking about that movie, and I was like. She could fall totally. very easily. Yeah, yeah that was realistic. They do cut, like, because she's standing on a rock and then has to get, like, 10 feet. And they cut away to Taylor for, like, a reaction. Then suddenly she's Yeah, yeah, there. yeah. Free solo, man. Oh, my God. How does that, that look movie. to you, Paul? Uh, it looks fine. You think? Yeah, yeah. That's not a stitches thing. Until next week. I'm sweaty. I feel like I might faint because I'm weak. I'm wimp. Sure. Well. I understand. But this is how you learn. This is This will be <laughs> the thing that turns you around. Until next week. I hope it all turns out like Time Trap, but on the other hand, it might go like this.
Thank you for listening to this episode of Full Cast and Crew. I hope you enjoyed it. If so, drop us a line. You can email us at fullcastandcrewpod at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at at fullcastandcrew or on Instagram at fullcastandcrew or, of course, find the podcast on Facebook. And if you really, really enjoyed it, take a screenshot of your favorite episode on your podcast player and forward it to a friend so they can subscribe and figure out what you're always laughing about. And if you didn't enjoy it, I don't know, drop us a line anyway. I can take it.